just you being in the midst of a community or in the midst of other folks who may be going through a challenging time, um, it could change the outcomes. It could change the outlook. It could change the environment just from how you respond and how you react. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Quotes, Light, and Motivation Podcast with William H. Please rate and review the show. It helps us grow. You can email the show at quoteslightmotivation at gmail.com. Again, that's quoteslightmotivation at gmail.com. In a bustling city where life moved at a relentless pace, there was a woman named Maya who radiated positivity like a sunbeam. Maya worked in a nondescript office, but her infectious optimism touched everyone around her. Maya had a unique perspective on life. No matter how stressful the workday, she approached challenges with a smile and a can-do attitude. Her colleagues admired her unwavering positivity, and her desk became a haven for those seeking a boost of encouragement. One day, the company faced a major restructuring and uncertainty loomed in the air. Fear and anxiety gripped the employees as rumors circulated about potential layoffs and changes in management. In the midst of this turmoil, Maya remained a beacon of hope. Instead of succumbing to the prevailing negativity, Maya organized impromptu team-building activities and encouraged her coworkers to focus on the strengths they brought to the company. She initiated a gratitude wall where employees could share positive aspects of their work and express appreciation for their colleagues. Maya's desk became a hub of optimism, a place where people could recharge their spirits before facing the challenges of the day. As the days turned into weeks, Maya's positive influence began to ripple through the office. Morale improved, and people started to see opportunities amidst the challenges. Inspired by Maya's example, some employees started mentoring their colleagues, fostering a collaborative atmosphere that transcended departmental boundaries. When the restructuring was complete, the company emerged stronger than ever, Maya's positive approach had not only helped individuals navigate the changes more smoothly, but it also contributed to a cultural shift within the organization. The leaders took notice and recognized the importance of fostering a positive work environment. Maya's impact extended beyond the office walls. Outside of work, she volunteered at local community events, spreading her infectious positivity to those in need. Whether she was helping at a soup kitchen or participating in a neighborhood cleanup project, Maya's attitude inspired others to join in the effort to make the community a better place. Over time, Maya's reputation as a positive force reached beyond the city. She became a sought-after speaker at conferences and events, sharing her insight on the transformative power of positivity. What are some of the key takeaways from that story about Maya and her positivity? Um, the first one that I see is the approach that Maya took, um, you know, Approaching challenges with a smile and a can-do attitude. Approaching challenges with a smile and a can-do attitude. Realizing that regardless of the challenge, you know, it can, it can be conquered. That the challenge can be completed, whatever it may be. Um, the next one was the fact that she focused on the strengths that... Uh, she possessed and that other employees possess that they brought to the company. 
you know, in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of a company doing restructuring and things changing and people being uncomfortable, um, you know, instead of focusing on that stuff, they focused on their strengths and what they brought to the company and what they were good at and what value they were adding to the company. Um, the next one is the gratitude wall, right? Gratitude makes a difference. Being grateful, being able to write down uh, things that you're grateful for in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of uncertainty makes a huge difference and can change uh, your perspective and your attitude um, on the challenges that you're facing. Uh, the next one is the importance of fostering or creating a positive work environment, right? Creating a culture of positivity, creating a creating an environment where people know when they come to you what to expect. They know the type of reaction to expect. They, re, they, they know that whatever the issue may be or whatever they're asking for is going to be a positive response, right? Um, it's going to be responded to in a positive manner. Um, and the last two is that being a positive person is not just a personal attribute. And it's not just about a choice. The fact that it's a gift, you know, being a positive person is a gift and it could transform the lives of others. Right. Just you being in the midst of a community or in the midst of other folks who may be going through a challenging time. Um, it could change the outcomes. It could change the outlook. It could change the environment just from how you respond and how you react. So it's just something to keep in mind, man, um, as you know. People are hurting. People are facing different challenges. People are dealing with different changes and things are happening all around us every day. Right. Um, so um, it's important to try to be that positive light that you seek as well. You know, um, when you're out and you're in unfamiliar territory, a lot of times what we do is we try to look for um, positivity or things that we can relate to people. on. Right. When you're in an environment where you don't know anybody, you try to find something. Um, someone smiling, someone who, um, you know, has something on or is doing something that you can relate to, you know, makes a big difference. So as we try to be the light for other folks, um, we also are inspiring others and um, transforming the environments that we're living in and transforming um, the lives of others. All right, let's get into the positive black story of the week. So there's a show on Revolt. It's called Bet on Black. Um, it's also on YouTube. For those who don't have Revolt, you can pull it up on YouTube. Um, it's kind of like a Shark Tank type of uh, type of app. Only thing is, it's all black entrepreneurs, and you know all the judges are black as well. Um, but there was a uh, there was a company on there called Black Farmer Box, and Black Farmer Box is a black owned company in Sunnyside, in the community of Sunnyside, located outside of Houston, Texas. Um, and Sunnyside is a historically black neighborhood um, in South Houston that, that was set up for black people in 1912 by a white councilman as the other segregated neighborhoods in the city center grew crowded. The city of Houston didn't annex it until 1956 and in the 1960s, Sunnyside had so many black-owned businesses that residents called a stretch of Cullen Boulevard Black Wall Street. By the end of the 1980s, most of the businesses had shuttered. 
Um, but founded in 2020, Black Farmer Box is a collection of farm fresh produce as well as grains, meats, and breads from black farmers in the area. They've created an equitable, affordable, and accessible food system from farmer to food desert community, feeding the community honest local food, and they've built a distribution model that's vertically integrated. Farmers markets are weekly one-day markets, so many farmers have leftover food that they're unable to sell at, at the market. Um, Black Farmer Box buys the remaining produce and they sell it to the community so that everyone gets paid. Their mission is to create a sustainable, equitable, and affordable food system for farmers to food desert communities. So we salute Black Farmer Box. You can find out more at blackfarmerbox.com. Uh, what I loved about their story um, or their business is, um, you know, the healthy food piece. And we talked about something similar last week. Um, but, you know, the importance of um, growing your own food and sustaining your own food and coming up with a system so that no food is wasted. And so that these communities that are food deserts, they can um, also have an opportunity to eat healthy, right, and have healthy food options. So they create these boxes where um, you can order them and pick them up at their store in Sunnyside. What they like to do is. Um, move this model across the country, right? Have um, these farmer boxes um, created across the country where these food desert communities will be able to um, get affordable food, affordable, healthy food um, over to them, you know, at a at an affordable price and grown by local farmers. And like I said last week, this is the future, man. Is you know we pe we talk about all the time, you know, um, our food and you know the unhealthiness of our food and you know the process and how the processing of food is not good for you. These locally grown uh, farmers and these locally sustained businesses are going to be the businesses of the future that'll be here, you know, um, that'll be much more popular and much more in demand. Um, five to 10 years from now. All right, let's get into something motivational and inspirational I saw this week. There's a movie on Netflix called, uh, new, there's a new Tyler Perry movie on Netflix called Maxine's Baby. Um, and it's essentially a documentary about, um, about Tyler Perry and his life and, you know, what he faced growing up and what he faced um, getting into show business and you know all the challenges and so forth um, and what I loved about it was that it humanized them for me because you know we oftentimes we see these celebrities or we see these folks who have done great things and we get to see the end product but you know when you when they're sharing videos and sharing footage and talking about the story the challenges that he faced um, as a kid growing up and being abused and you know, um, he goes through the whole story about his father and all these things, all these challenges and wanting to give up and wanting to quit and, you know, throwing plays and no one showing up and running out of money and, you know, being homeless. All these challenges, right, that um, we don't talk enough about, right? We talk about the glory, but, you know, all the challenges that someone has to go through to get to, you know, where they are now, you know, 
you know, where, he, where he's at now, it took years and years, you know, seven, 10 years of homelessness, of challenges, of being broke, of, you know, starting jobs or quitting jobs and trying it over and trying it different ways and, you know, trying different approaches to trying to get to success. And that's often what we don't see and what we don't share, you know, all these these things. We just want the end, end result. Right. We just see the end result and we think that. Um, it must have been easy. But just seeing that story, it's, it's probably about two hour movie. You know, you hear about all the challenges with his family and with his father and, you know, um, you know, all the, the negativity and all the the critics of, you know, Medea and what it meant to the black community and, you know, the naysayers and, you know, people who um were critical of him, you know, dressing up in a dress and so forth, just hearing all that stuff. And it didn't, he didn't allow it to stop him. Right. He continued anyway. Um, and just seeing his work ethic and hearing about his work ethic and his focus, his level of focus, you know, it's inspiring to me, um, you know, um, to not be deterred to even when, you know, you have your mother saying to you, you know, you need to quit. You need to stop. This ain't going to work, you know, and still to be, able to succeed and still be able to uh stay focused and keep pushing and keep going and keep grinding and grinding and grinding until you reach a success it's just a different level and you know i love to see i'm all about the grind man i'm all about seeing the grind and seeing the challenges uh, that people are facing um and, and seeing the story um that goes along with the glory um so yeah you know um we talk about all the time you know the importance of having something that you're working towards or having something that you're grinding towards, you know, you got to identify what that is for you. Um, and you got to be relentless about it, about what, you know, you need a reason to get up every day, a reason to, um, want to achieve something, a reason to a goal that you want to achieve, something you want to do, something you want to become better about, something you want to have achieved a year from now or a month from now or a week from now. You know, whatever that is for you that gets you up and gets you going, you got to identify that thing. You got to identify that thing and work on it every day and be relentless about it. Y'all have a good week. <laughs>